welcome back everyone. We've taken a little bit of a break, but we are back for the second half of our season. 2024! Are getting back into our schedules with classes and teaching and and a weird winter. Very weird winter. It's like 45 degrees right now. It feels like spring. It Mm -hmm. should be like negative 50 with winter. We should have had a snow day by now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an 80 degree difference from like last year. It's insane. (laughs) Weird. But. I mean, I'm not complaining. No. It's just been a weird few weeks. That's for sure. I'm worried about the spring, but that's the the biologist in me thinking about plants and grass and things. I'm just thinking about the climate change. Yeah. Oh, we don't have to go there. I think we already know that. Yeah, that's a... Trying to ignore it as much as possible. I mean, climate change is real, yes. <laughs> for the record. Depressingly so. Yeah. Well, yeah. classes for some of you. I am not taking classes for the first time no, in graduate school, which is really weird. That I like, and I don't have to take any more classes for my degree, which is weird to get to that point where it's just like, you've reached like the terminal expertise. Obviously there's more to learn, but like, credits and requirements wise. classes, like we know them, learning in that way is kind of really not. It's weird. Yeah. We on the other hand started to statistics now, that's the one course that we have. We had none last semester and then one this semester, and trying to get back into the group of things has kind of been a little bit weird. It hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be, but going from, like, no classwork to now my evenings are homework. Homework. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, kind of time jumping after class when you're working on the in-class assignment. Yeah, we did time jump this week. We can get to that story later. It's kind of weird, We'll we'll come back to the time jump. Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) It was a weird week, though. It was a weird week. Busy with department stuff, but it's been a great start to the semester, I think. I'm actually really looking forward to the semester. It's shaping up to be a really nice one. A lot has happened, I feel Mm -hmm. like, since the end of last semester through winter break. Wait, we have two... Two masters in the room. Yeah, we have two... These are new ones. We don't have a... Masters... Alex and I officially defended. Whoop whoop! Officially two Masters of Science in the room. We don't officially get our official degree until May. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but we're defended and done, so... Yeah. The hard part's over. Well, the yeah. talking hard part is over. The paperwork and the formatting hard mm, part yeah. is still happening. Honestly, it's kind of nice for me because formatting is easy compared to when I was defending mm-hmm. my husband decided to get appendicitis <laughs> and... How selfish of him. Everyone thinks it's so funny that I keep using the word... Def- Deciding to, but it adds a little <laughs> bit of humor into my staying up for 24 Very, hours yeah. and trying to finish my paper and presentation and everything. But thankfully, my committee was very understanding. You so did a little it. bit of delays in getting stuff to them. And you David the audacity. He's oh. back and normal. I, so. I, I so wish you would have added an appendix to your master's oh, thesis. I know. Just said, yeah. Just the, we just, thought about it. An honor. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> we did make a joke to my advisor, and he thought that would have been really funny, too. Mm-hmm. But well, I was already a little well. bit late. If I had more time, I would have <laughs> yeah. done it. <laughs> Classic. Appendices make you need yeah. more late. Yeah. <laughs> David doesn't have one, and neither did I. So. <laughs> There you go. Even. Even. (laughs) My advisor and I also recently learned that our first collaboration that just got published was also selected as the journal's editor pick 
for that. Yeah. So the editor liked us the most. <laughs> We're the favorites. That's, That's good. good. And your, I don't think the scoping review was sent in. Your paper no, was sent that in was, yet. that was sent in as of a few weeks ago. Um, I think your like deadline was the day that it, our last episode was published. I think so. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. So we were hoping to get there, but then, you know, Life. when you have 18 authors, <laughs> um, one does. We all get emails. there are 18 <laughs> schedules. Um, we, I will talk about that in a moment, <laughs> but there are 18 schedules and those 18 schedules don't really overlap. And so when one person has time to actually read through and provide comments is not the same time that some of us have the capacity to make edits. So it was just a big game of, I don't know, chicken, tag, catch, yeah. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but we eventually got to a point where it was like, the reviewers are going to have comments no matter what, so let's just send it in. <laughs> and there we'll we see go. what happens. But yeah. I was in my meeting with my advisor when we were submitting the paper, and I will never forget <laughs> that... The, the first thing that my advisor said when I submitted my first paper in graduate school to a journal was, oh my effing God. <laughs> <laughs> because she turned around to her computer and saw that the journal had sent her 18 emails yeah. <laughs> confirming that the paper had been submitted. And I then opened my Slack, and I had an all-caps message from Nikisha, one of our friends who's also an author on the paper, being like, what have you done to our inboxes? (laughs) So then I went to our scoping review Slack channel, and I was like, so it was almost like that TikTok sound that we were just talking about. They're like, hey, hey, it was like... In, in case, case your email <laughs> inbox didn't tell you already, I submitted it's going to you. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny said, uh, 18 times over, perhaps? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I even posted about it on Facebook so that, like, my undergrad mentor could see that we had submitted, like, some of my high school teachers could see. And Tara commented on my Facebook and said, 18 times excited or something like yeah. that. <laughs> was, so I feel like that will, uh, I will never let Punch that you down forever, yeah. throughout yeah. graduate school. I'll be like, Emily, 18 emails, Hackerson. <laughs> <laughs> Your new middle name, yeah. officially. That's it, yeah. Uh, but it's in, we'll see what, I already had a welcome email from the publisher, so okay. hopefully they I'm won't publish be it because yeah. it was a 60-page document that yeah. I am ready to be done with. Stop looking at. But it's a really important, um, really important paper um, going forward, I think. And I'm looking forward to presenting it at a few conferences coming up, too. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Big moves in the group. Okay, so we decided to do, um, talk a little bit about professional development slash professional service, um, potentially any other words that you can think of to come with it. Um, and kind of conglomeration, if things that we've done um, over a few years um, here in graduate school. So the idea of professional development and professional service, insert whatever word you think fits best for this, um, is important to us. And think we've found a few different things that we've enjoyed over the last few years. Um, professional development generally refers to more of um, developing yourself and your um, in. You're like professional your skill setting, sets, skill yeah. sets, yeah. Um, professional service is more volunteering your time. Um, a lot of things in our 
stage, um, Emily had mentioned earlier, is kind of a lot of its professional development anyways, because we're kind of in that learning phase. So any type of professional service or volunteering we do in that manner kind of also comes in return as a professional development. They go hand in hand for us. Yeah, a lot of things. And so we're kind of going to run through what we've done, what we've enjoyed, um, and kind of how we got involved in them and why it is important um, for other graduate students to kind of find something um, in the little free time that we have to um, put some of our expertise and um, volunteering out there. Um, so myself, I mean, I've done the graduate student panels, mm-hmm. and we've done them for psych um, club, um, just answering questions for undergraduates about graduate school, how to apply, looking for schools, things like that. Um, along, I guess our podcast kind of falls under that, falls under that too, one hundred percent. The common theme of just like demystifying STEM and higher education. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's something I think we all like, given that we do this podcast and it's something we've committed to, but it also comes across in things like the graduate student panel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've done panels for incoming graduate students. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I've yeah. talked to undergrads. Um, beyond like the one time like we went to the psych class, I was there for that, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I was there for that, but I did a panel for incoming graduate students to kind of uh, normalize imposter syndrome. That was one of my big things was yep. to tell them it's okay to feel that way <laughs> and talk about the best restaurants in Fargo because mm. it's an important. I topic. love telling the incoming graduate students about the interlibrary loan because mm. that thing oh my God. saves me. Interlibrary loan. Love her. So iconic. Oh. Right there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It can be so helpful to know the resources, and sometimes it's just things that you wouldn't know. So we like to share what we've come to learn slowly. <laughs> yeah, I think was it not the last spring, but the spring before we all I think all of us were judges for the Tri County Science and Technology Virtual Fair. Mm-hmm. We were judges mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. That was it was a lot more intense than I was expecting because we were yeah. asked to be yeah. judges. And we got to choose um, which age group that we felt comfortable judging in and what type kind of, of area we were, yeah. disciplines we were comfortable judging, um, posters and presentations, um, anywhere between like middle and high school. Um, and yeah, it was it was pretty intense. I was, so, like, I was super impressed with some of these posters. Yeah, I was like, this is like, like, wow. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember, I think it was hosted itself, more Southern. It was New York, actually. New York? Okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, for some reason I was thinking South, but but yeah, so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I did not do it, I didn't have time to do it last year, but I think I still get emails, I probably get an email for this coming up again. Do you want to do it again? Um, Was it you that sent that out to us? Yeah, because I, it was sent to me by another graduate student in New York, um, because they were looking for people in biology but then I saw on the list that they were also looking for some some psych experts and I was like I happen to know a bunch of psych graduate students (laughs) don't you worry I'm an honorary psych graduate student thank you very much (laughs) it was actually really nice too to get to see that there were because these students they work with like special faculty members was it Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah and work on these projects and they get to with some pretty cool stuff and to get to present it it was nice to help out to know that 
they knew judges and we knew enough that we could do that. That was really nice and getting to see the cool stuff that ch the children were doing. I, I'm still super amazed every time I think about those posters. I could never do that if I was still in like, like in high, high school. Yeah. yeah. I think about one of those projects almost every week. <laughs> Your Roman Empire. I, it was honestly, I, I, <laughs> it had something to do with apples. I don't want to mm. get too much into it, but I think about it a lot because I think about apples a lot. <laughs> it's, just, it's just kind of a thing. <laughs> and it was nice that it was like a virtual opportunity too. Yeah. I didn't we have to be in some Wake given at space a at a event. given yeah. yeah that and I it wasn't that we had to go watch like their yeah. a scheduled time like it was a pre-recorded yeah so thing. that so was do it in our own time and super flexible which mm -hmm. was a really nice thing for like I guess I would probably call eh, a little bit of both professional development and service mm -hmm. because it's important to learn how to give feedback to any audience mm -hmm. and so that was a that was a fun opportunity that I also didn't do last year, but probably will again. Yeah, I know yeah. our lab last year. Yes, last year now had a um, student who was a senior in um, the local community who wanted to shadow us in our lab to learn about a little bit about research. The student was trying to determine what major and minor they wanted to go into and what school they wanted to go into um and so it was kind of a cool opportunity to have them hang out with us for an entire day to learn what we do um and just ask a ton of questions related to our field of study and things that were not related just about um, going into college to begin with um the high school student now does research and um is enjoying it so that's always fun to see but um yeah, so that was kind of a cool opportunity of someone who knew my advisor from the past and specifically reached out to him, see if he, they could bring him in, which I think is super cool. I would love to have high school students come shadow, absolutely. Yeah, like, like our advisors in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, so. It's also, yeah, very exciting when you uh, young people to get them excited about research, too, because at one point, you know, I didn't know about research. I probably yeah. found out about it quite late, but the fact that some people are so young and already mm -hmm. interested in research and are able to do so mm -hmm. and are just wanting to know more, it's, it's really nice. It's kind of heartwarming. Right. It's always so interesting to hear the questions that they bring up, too. Yeah. And it's like, I have literally never thought about that Absolutely. Before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, as, as much as it helps us, or helps them, it helps us as well sometimes thinking yeah. in a way that, we're not used to and things. Yeah. I feel like it's always heartwarming and interesting to work with students who are, like, still in, like, middle and high school aged. Because it's so, like, they have such different questions that you wouldn't have thought about. I haven't been a high schooler, middle schooler in ages at this point, and so... And I definitely didn't know anything about research at that point. Um, I knew I liked psychology and neuro, but I didn't know what you could do with that until I went mm -hmm. to undergraduate and so working with these groups who may not have an understanding of what graduate school is or anything um, that we would do is super interesting. I totally agree but Jen Alpha scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I am very scared for them yeah. to become students and to have to teach them. I'm, I'm good with Gen Z. <laughs> Gen Z and I, I mean I'm a millennial right so I'm kind of right in between in the, Gen Z yeah. and millennial. So, I can hang with Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Gen Alpha. 
The Sephora girls. They'd be staring at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> really, really leaning into the Gen Alpha, too, though. Some of us participate in the Letters to a Pre-Scientist program, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um, you get a pen pal, which is just so cute. You get it actually in the snail mail, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. I haven't gotten excited about mail in a while. Unless they lose your second letter. Yeah, that's a bummer. I still haven't gotten my second letter from my from my pen pal, which makes me quite sad. Yeah, because we we look forward to this stuff. It's mm-hmm. interesting to see the the youngins um, learn a little bit more. Even sometimes it's just the first time that they're hearing about these things, a career and what you do. Because um, I definitely didn't know about this in elementary, middle school, high school. Um, so just even just finding out about it, what it takes to get to where you are, and even um, tackling some of the harder topics of, like, what are obstacles you had to overcome. So it's also not like a, it's all rainbow sunshines and roses. It's, you know, it can be hard, but you can do it if you put your mind to and if this is something that you truly want to do. So that's also really nice to hopefully inspire some more people into science, but not do so in a way that's, like, fake or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that it feels so much more genuine because... I like that they give you the students, like, interest level in STEM, and so it's just like, okay, I know I'm talking to a middle schooler who they are neutral about STEM, and it's like, okay, cool, I can talk about other things, too, Mm -hmm. but it's also, like, those things are part of my identity while also being a scientist, so if they can even see that you can still be cool and be a scientist. (laughs) Yes. Though maybe I'm not that cool to a middle schooler. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I think it's fun. And, the and like, being real about the challenges that come with going into STEM. And, like, I even talked about, in my latest letter, like, having a teacher tell me I wasn't good enough. Mm. And, like, not letting that get in the way. And so being real that mm-hmm. people will say stuff. Yeah. And do things to get in your way. And it kind of humanizes us and just science in general of the idea that we're people with our own lives. We've had our experiences, but we like this. It's something that can be very engaging and maybe you'll like it too type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is really nice to just kind of make a difference in that way that it really doesn't take much time out of our hands and it's really fun to just kind of sit down one day and write a letter out, answer some cool pictures. Mm-hmm. I sent my pen pal a sticker last time, mm-hmm. last letter. Yeah. Also, if anyone knows one, if you want to do it, absolutely. But if anyone knows teachers, teachers can sign up to have yes. their students be the young pen pal to be matched. Mm-hmm. So their website has, there's deadlines to apply. I think it's generally in the spring, because I looked at it recently, um, for teachers to sign up saying that they would be willing to help their students be the young pen pal yeah, to be matched with a scientist yeah. for the next upcoming year. So yeah, if you know any teachers. Sorry. And the students get uh, activities out of it with their teachers. I'm not too privy to those details, yeah. but I know they reflect that the teachers make it uh, like an actual activity for them the so they thing. get yeah some really nice experience from it, hopefully. Some reading comprehension practice, yeah. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> So we can link to that on the website. So if mm-hmm. people want to, if people know teachers, I mean, I think we know someone in this room who knows a teacher. Hmm. Which who is why I have looked into it. Who is <laughs> 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 a STEM teacher. So we will link to that too. Um, mm-hmm. So you can get your teachers connected to a vast network of scientists yeah. that know a lot about a lot of things. Yes. More than me. 
so many things. <laughs> it is super fun though, very um, low commitment. So it's also, yeah, like I mentioned, doesn't take too much out of your time to do so. And then, I don't know, I just like to think it does great stuff for the teachers and the students. And I don't know how you, I, I think I know how you got connected to the Letters to a Scientist, because it's probably the same way I got connected yeah, to Letters yeah. to a Scientist. Yeah, my advisor actually <laughs> recommended the program, and it's been it's been really nice. I've enjoyed it. I've been a part of it for two years, I believe. Um, sometimes you get placed on a wait list, because um, they're in the matching process and things, um, but I've been able to do it now for, I do, I do believe it's been two years, so it's nice. I really enjoy it, and I plan on continuing to do it. Until I can't, I guess. I don't know if something would stop That's me. ominous. Yeah, I don't know if I phrase like that. <laughs> One of the more high commitment yeah. kind of outreach things I've done have been um, the engineering school here does mm. STEM kids camps over the summer. And so it's basically there's like a morning and an afternoon session and a lot of like faculties kids come and participate in these camps kids from the community can can come and do these camps um but there's a lot of like lesson planning ordering supplies and then actually running the camp with middle schoolers or younger i will never forget doing my first stem kids camp with i did it with will Mm -hmm. And we did, like, a public health epidemiology, like, teaching kids about, like, mm. pandemics and how they, like, epidemiologists deal with this kind of stuff. Yeah. It was probably more work than the kids wanted to do, but Will and I were going to make them actually learn. Um, but I will never forget coming down to let the kids loose to either go home or go to their next session. And Ariana comes down with a group of, like, 20 kindergartners oh. with, like, bright blue and red hands. Oh. <laughs> and Ariana just looks defeated. <laughs> okay, like, like, she had just gone through it <laughs> for four hours or three okay. hours with, by herself with, like, 20 wow. kindergartners yeah. making slime. So, so brave for that. So STEM camps are a little bit more of a commitment, but it's definitely... If you ever think you know about some topic at, like, our level, I think the greatest way to test if you actually know about that topic is try to explain it to a middle schooler. It's the hardest thing, but yes. Yeah. (laughs) And so definitely a good exercise in putting some of the things I had learned in class into practice and, like, trying to make it actually work. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did it for two summers. Um... I got paid, which was nice, so it was, I would call it more professional development, because I was doing a lot of curriculum development, and then teaching, um, but it's a lot of work, (laughs) and it requires, um, quite a bit of commitment, um, and sometimes you get a good group, and sometimes you aren't prepared to deal with the behavioral challenges of middle schoolers, is how I'm going to put that. (laughs) In a similar vein, yeah, sometimes NDSU also hosts, I think it's just the Office of Teaching and Learning, hosts um, what they call the Avenues of Scientific Discovery. So it's kind of a similar concept for a day on, it's a Saturday, uh, children can come. I do think it's middle school through high school. Um, and depending on what you bring, you can um, talk to middle school and or high schoolers. Um, and you get about... 90 minutes with them, I think 45 to 90 minutes, depending on kind of the slot you're at, and you get to teach them a little bit about what we do here, and 
that's been kind of nice too. A little bit more you have to prepare beforehand, but kind of once you got it down, um, it's something good to keep come keep coming back to. Um, and similarly, you kind of create something that hopefully the students are able to be engaged, but also get something out of it. Um, but I find it quite fun. We usually have uh, some undergraduate research assistants come in for a blood pressure demonstration, trying to show how stress can impact um, your heart health and. That one's always kind of interesting. I, I don't know. Is it bad that I say I sometimes enjoy trying to stress out my research assistants <laughs> with questions? Yes, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny because Alex and I were there because we helped at the table last yes. year. So we had just had like quick demonstrations, but then we sat in Dude. that. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny because Garrett's like stressing out the RA mm-hmm. and there's assistants like I even knew this was coming and like yes like yes. they knew what was gonna happen and we like, literally still... recruit them we're like we're gonna stress you out in front of all these people to show them your blood pressure and they still get nervous yeah <laughs> and it still works so I guess the yeah. other place that's um probably what I would call more service things come in is some of like the students associations and groups um Emily and I don't have to get into our graduate student council experiences because that's a whole thing um but I also uh work with the bio biological sciences graduate student association um currently as the president and part of that is organizing events for graduate students um but the other thing I've been doing with that is I'm also attending faculty meetings and so that is a really interesting kind of room to be in to kind of get that experience to see what life as a faculty can look like and Mm -hmm. the things they talk about and experience the tension in the room when things are getting a little heated um and to watch like how the chair handles stuff like that so it's it's super interesting to kind of peel back the curtain um as a graduate student well yeah because even i if you go into a job of academia it'd be something that is part of the job that we're not so privy to as graduate students all the time. So definitely when you can kind of get that insight, it's definitely obviously professional service you're learning, but also developing those kind of unspoken skills, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, I would say another one that's not on our list that kind of fits, kind of doesn't. Um, If you can't necessarily find anything similar to this, um, is just thinking about what type of skill sets you have and what knowledge you have and where that could be applied, whether it's necessarily mm-hmm. STEM or academic to begin with. Um, because of my background in visual neuroscience, I recently was able to help the Inter- or Lions International Vision Foundation do some screening of um, eyeglasses. Um, so people were donated their eyeglasses, were able to make sure the glasses were good, as well as screen them for what their actual prescription was and then they were being sent down that batch was being sent down to Mazatlan, Mexico um, and so they would have the actual prescription in the glasses so people could find the correct prescription for them as well um, and so a little bit outside of the obviously outside of the academic area but being able to know your skill set on where yeah. it could be applied in a little bit of a different manner too. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think we all have experience with, too, is, um, like, research mentoring with undergraduate students in our labs Mm -hmm. or, like, an REU, um, the program we plugged a a little while back, which, uh, spoiler alert, it'll be back summer 2025, 
which is exciting. Um, but there are so many... There's another one. You think you know something? Try to explain it to an undergraduate. <laughs> <laughs> because they will find any which way to question you on how yeah. this is right or wrong or otherwise. Whether it's an RU student or just like a research assistant mm-hmm. in the lab. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even um, sometimes so we get to kind of work in that capacity as graduate students, um, which has been nice, but I've also been able to find some opportunities outside of that. Um, I know in particular there's a, and hopefully I get the name right, Next Gen Psychology Scholars Program. It's hosted at the University of Minnesota, but it's open to the whole country. It's basically, they match um, people in graduate school and or postdocs. It's supposed to be a peer mentoring type of system. So graduate students or postdocs, um, get matched to uh, people that are hoping to apply to psychology programs. And I have uh, personally found that to be very helpful. I've been on the mentor end. Um, and it's just kind of nice to get one-on-one experience with the person that they're going through this. And obviously we can do stuff like panels and stuff, and that is very helpful. But on a one-on-one scale, it can also be more specific to them and what they are thinking. I personally have found it very beneficial also because they ask if you want to be matched, um, like, field-wise, like, area topic-wise, or just kind of your background type, because this is a program for kind of these low-income first-generation students that have, you know, kind of more obstacles at times to overcome for something like graduate school applications, and it's been really nice to share my experiences as a low-income first-generation Latina um, in this world, and it's, it's been really nice in that way, too, getting that experience one-on-one. Remember that time warp that was ever so briefly brought up in our introduction? Yeah, we're bringing that back. (laughs) Emily, take the stage. (laughs) (laughs) So, I know that we mentioned in the beginning that we kind of have a weird week. It's been a weird week. Busy, yeah. Yeah, Thursday, um, so a few days ago... After the day was done, I got home, and my brothers are saying, I'm going to speak, and they're like, oh, how was your day? And I was like, well, we accidentally time jumped and ended up in the zombie apocalypse today. And they're like, what do you mean by that? I was like, yeah. so here's the story. We time jumped on Thursday. So we our class goes from 9.30 to 10.45. We went to class, whatever. We, got. we were really tired that day already because we were mm-hmm. kind of quiet that day. So it was yeah. already, like, just a weird day. It was a weird week getting to the end of the week. The vibes were off. Yeah, it was off. So we went to our class, 10.30 to 10.45, and around 10.20, we were kind of dismissed in a way to start working on our in-class assignment. So we were working on assignment, we stayed after class a little bit to finish it up, because we were almost done with it, why we're in the group and you can just finish it there. Yeah. We weren't getting kicked out of the room, and everyone else in the class kind of wandered off. And I would say we had to have been up there no more than 10 minutes after class. Right? Yeah, I don't think we spent more than 30 minutes on that. Assignment. Yeah. So, everything got up around 11 ish. Mm-hmm. And so we go downstairs and um, we were looking for Garrett, and Garrett wasn't there. And I was like, his class also ends at 10 45. So, there's like no way he wouldn't be, be home. Yeah. Or we'd be, be back okay. already. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe he stayed after his class a little bit. I was like, maybe, but like we stayed after class, whatever. So, I checked my watch 11 45. Yeah. And I was like, it's 11 45. Immediately, all of us were like, no. No, it's not. And immediately, I even go, oh, my watch must not be connected to my phone. We all pull out our phones. It's (laughs) 11.45. 
And I'm not kidding you when I say we stood there staring at each other for a little bit and staring at our phones. And we're like, how is it 1045? We had like a full discussion trying to figure out how. How we could possibly be that we spent an hour upstairs. Because we did not. No. Odell's was like, was there a glitch in the Matrix and like we jumped time or something? And then, of course, it was completely quiet too. There the office. No Usually there's mm-hmm. rumblings, people are around. Yeah. But there was no one. It's a work day, there was nobody. Yeah, there was nobody. And so, therefore, we determined we also end up in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Because they would have ravaged that floor while we were still upstairs. And by yeah. the time they were done with that floor, we still weren't done. Mm-hmm. And then we wandered down. And then we wandered down. And then I don't think we saw anyone until like 1, 2 o'clock. Because we so lunch by ourselves. Yeah. It was still dead quiet during lunch. So, yeah, all in all, we time jumped. But we're still not convinced we've jumped out. No, yeah. we may still be on it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she was behind there. My cat just walked out of the void. Nowhere, yeah. She came also into time the jumping, time jumping, yeah. Um, but it looks like it's not the first time we've ever time jumped. And more specifically... Quote, unquote, yeah. Quote, unquote. <laughs> in 1511, they ju- time jumped 11 days. Um, and this was actually just due to a change in the calendar. But if you ever scroll on TikTok and run into an 11 days missing in 1582, feel free to go back on your phones and scroll all the way back like I did to see <laughs> if it was true. And it is. We looked it up and we jumped 11, day, or 11 days. So it ended October 4th and the next day everyone woke up and it was October 15th. Um, and those things just didn't happen. It sounds like the um, switch between the calendar system that the um, new calendar was 11 minutes and 14 seconds longer. Um, so therefore, they decided to jump 11 days. It's almost like why we have loop day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, no, yeah. are we going to run into an accidental 11 days again? But, but no, if we have loop day, that makes sense. And is it this year year as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is year is the same. Buckle up. So. 2020 was yeah. 2020. 2016 was 2016. 16. So what does this leap year have in store yeah. for us? <laughs> and this is we'll po- our episode will be posted February first, so it will be leap month. Leap month, leap month yeah. Happy birthday, month. Yeah, happy birthday! <laughs> I mean, leap year babies, you're like four oh, yeah, or five. Like four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- there's our interesting fact yeah. of the day. Yeah, kind of science, science slash news. mostly yeah. history news, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It tied into what happened to us. Yeah, I, I think we've just determined that science doesn't happen between December and January, so we have no news for you. Yes. Yeah. Unless <laughs> time jumping, which yeah. should be marked on everyone's calendar that January 25th, we well, time jumped we, an hour, and we yes. may still be in that time jump. Yet to be determined. Yeah. TBD. TBD. We have TBD. not seen any zombies around. We'll so. update. <laughs> we'll update if we <laughs> return. <laughs> Next month, <laughs> we'll come back. Maybe. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. The Scientists in Training podcast is not associated with North Dakota State University. Any opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, are not reflective of the university.